98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. Beijing names a new chief to head up its foreign ministry office in Hong Kong. Doctors criticise government plans to let foreign doctors work in the SAR. And Nancy Pelosi calls for a diplomatic boycott of next year's Winter Olympics in Beijing. Beijing has announced a new chief for its foreign ministry office in Hong Kong. Liu Guangyuan is taking over from Xie Feng, who was made a vice foreign minister in February. Mr Liu was China's ambassador to Poland from 2018 until last month. Prior to that, he had served as a director general of the foreign ministry's Department of External Security Affairs, ambassador to Kenya and minister of the Chinese embassy in the United States. The government's plan to make it easier for foreign-trained doctors to practice in Hong Kong is coming under fire from the medical profession. The president of the Public Doctors Association, Arasina Ma, says she's worried that the government will have too much sway over selecting non-locally trained doctors. Under the plan, a 10-member panel, including four members appointed by the chief executive, would compile a list of up to 100 overseas medical schools to be recognised here. Dr Ma said there are concerns over whether the committee members would maintain their professionalism. Even they make the consideration upon their professional uh, aspect, but uh, most Hong Kong people will still think that this is a political driven committee and their uh, a decision are politically driven. I hope that because the bill will actually will pass soon, maybe sometime next week, the government will give us a very clear guideline or clear criteria how they uh, uh, select that 100 uh, medical school. Because only um, improve the transparency of how they do their work can only regain the uh, trust or confidence from the public. Medical sector lawmaker Pierre Chan questioned why the government was pushing ahead with the plan when everyone else is focused on the pandemic. On a radio program, he was asked if he thought the administration is taking advantage of doctors being distracted by the COVID crisis to help it bring in the changes. He said he couldn't really answer that because of the national security law, but he wasn't consulted about the plan for a new committee to decide which overseas medical schools are recognised by the SAR. We are now focusing on fighting the pandemic, including worries like whether there'll be another outbreak, imported cases caused by quarantine exemption, the mutant virus variants, the vaccination rate. We're basically too busy. The amendment bill has nothing to do with fighting the pandemic. The Speaker of the US House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, has called for a diplomatic boycott of next year's Winter Olympics in Beijing because of concerns over human rights abuses in China. While athletes would still participate, Ms Pelosi said heads of state shouldn't attend. The Democratic Congressman, Jim McGovern, said the International Olympic Committee should move the Games entirely. If we can postpone an Olympics by a year for a pandemic, we can surely postpone an Olympics for a year for a genocide. This would give the IOC time to relocate to a country whose government is not committing atrocities. Now, to those who argue that the Olympics should be immune from politics, I say that taking a stance against genocide is not politics. It is about human decency. Congress in the United States has passed a bill to combat hate crimes against Asian Americans, which have been on the rise since the start of the pandemic. Thousands of violent incidents were reported last year. One of the sponsors of the bill, Grace Mung, said Asian Americans were tired of living in fear. For too long, Asian Americans have been seen as invisible and silent. We are often viewed as foreigners and outsiders. But today we are at a galvanizing moment 
where we say loud and clear that we are as American as anyone else in this country and that we will be seen as invisible no more. The Attorney General's office in New York State has, an, has informed the Trump organization that an investigation into its business dealings is now a criminal probe. Mr Trump denies any wrongdoing. From Washington, the BBC's Will Grant reports. The move from a civil to a criminal investigation ramps up the pressure on Mr. Trump significantly. Specifically, the investigation has been looking at whether the Trump organization misrepresented the value of its assets. A separate criminal investigation was already underway by the Manhattan DA into his taxes. Throughout his presidency, Mr. Trump resolutely refused to reveal his tax returns despite coming under great pressure to do so. Last year, the Manhattan District Attorney, Cy Vance, won a Supreme Court decision granting him access to eight years of Mr. Trump's financial records. The case is ongoing. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Violence between Israel and Palestinian militants in Gaza has continued into a tenth day, with more airstrikes and rocket fire overnight. Sirens sounded in southern and central Israel in response to the latest barrage of Palestinian rockets. Israeli aircraft carried out dozens of, of attacks. In New York, the latest meeting of the UN Security Council has failed to reach agreement on how to respond. The UN Palestinian ambassador, Riyad Mansour, described its lack of a unified position as shameful. He called for the international community to act swiftly. Enough is enough. And I can tell you, although the immediate responsibility of the international community is to bring a ceasefire immediately, the second you know, responsibility, we want humanitarian assistance from all those who can. China has accused the U.S. of threatening peace and stability across the Strait of Taiwan by sailing a warship through the waters separating the island from mainland China. Yesterday, the U.S. Curtis Wilbur made what the U.S. Navy said was a routine transit, but Beijing said it sent the wrong signal to those in Taiwan seeking independence. Amazon has extended indefinitely a ban on the use of its facial recognition software by law enforcement agencies. The BBC's James Clayton has more. Amazon's facial recognition technology has been controversial from the beginning. The company halted law enforcement's use of the technology during the height of protests across the United States against police after the killing of George Floyd during an arrest in Minnesota. Civil liberties advocates have long warned that inaccurate face matches by law enforcement, particularly for people of colour, could lead to unjust arrests as well as to a loss of privacy and a chilling effect on freedom of expression. Sport now, and Liverpool's tr Liverpool travel to Burnley in the Premier League tonight, knowing that wins at Turf Moor and in their final game against Crystal Palace will guarantee them Champions League football. In tonight's other games, Wolves travel to Everton, Newcastle hosts Sheffield, Spurs are at home to Aston Villa, Crystal Palace host Arsenal, and West Brom host West Ham in the late game. Champions League finalist Chelsea beat Leicester City 2-1 in their Premier League, thanks to goals from Antonio Rudiger and Jorginho Thomas Tuchel's side are up to third in the Premier League table, above Leicester, who beat them in the final of the FA Cup at the weekend. Chelsea boss Tuchel was delighted to have supporters back in the stadium, but says there's still work to do this season. Fantastic atmosphere. Uh, it's a surprise that I say this with, what, 8,000 spectators, but it sounded like 80,000 to me. Oh, that was huge to play at Stamford Bridge and, and have the support is, uh, is a different match. It's as easy as that. You cannot compare. 
and um, so happy that we could show a performance like this with our fans in the back to push us and, and helped us. Um, it was a well-deserved win and uh, I'm happy but uh, the job is not done yet, we need another two. Newly crowned Premier League champions Manchester City threw away a two-goal lead to lose 3-2 at Brighton. City had taken the lead through Ilkay Gundogan before João Cancelo was shown a straight red card. Phil Foden doubled City's lead before three second-half goals turned the match on its head. Manchester United were held to a one-all draw by already relegated Fulham at Old Trafford. Edison Cavani continued his excellent recent form with a goal early on before Joe Bryant equalised for Scott Parker's side after the break. United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer felt his side did enough to win the match but were guilty of overplaying. Yeah, very disappointed. Um, we did create enough, but I think you only get what you deserve. I think we were wasteful, too sloppy, loose uh, in the final pass. or the, We made it too difficult for ourselves. Maybe we wanted to entertain the crowd. Maybe that's the reason, but I didn't like the some of the decision-making. But we'll... Um, We'll, uh, we'll correct that. It's uh, natural after the 15, 16 months we've had with no fans that you want to do the, expe uh, the spectacular once in a while. Leeds United scored two late goals to beat Southampton at St Mary's. Here's their striker Patrick Bamford. First half, we were probably fortunate to be to going in like all square. Um, they were the better team first half and then we had to readjust and kind of reorganise ourselves and kind of get regrouped together in the second half and then we came out a lot stronger and I think on the balance of the game we deserve to win but first half we let ourselves down a bit. One of Argentina's top football clubs, River Plate, are struggling to put out a team for a crucial match this week after 25 of their players tested positive for Covid. Um, among those infected are all four goalkeepers registered for the Copa Libertadores, the main South American club competition. And you're listening to the news from RTHK. Thanks, Barry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. RTHK,
what a song! Simon and Garfunkel, and of course, those geeks amongst you will know that that was, of course, the B-side to Bridge Over Troubled Waters. <laughs> Going to meet a Hong Kong band on, shortly. They are Funky Tongue. In the meantime... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 